Um, let's start this episode with a question. I love these. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> That's all we do here. Wait, hold on. I need a... Uh, okay, so... Uh, all right. The boy started a new season of flag football. Goodness. What sport does the boy not play? Well, yeah. I don't know. It's, he is just... You know what he's it just is? A, he's oh. a the boy of all trades. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's like... And it's the same for the girl, too, because she does a bunch of sports, too. It's just that for some reason, his have more stories. Mm. I don't know what that's about. But no, for real. It's, that's just how it is. I don't know why. Those teams yeah. are... Anyway, I don't know. The, but when the, you're at a highly elite level like this. <laughs> the point is, is... Uh, okay, so I got to tread lightly because I talked a lot about the Little League on here and on other podcasts, and then some parents in the league started listening, and it was a whole thing. So Yeah, it turns out people actually listen to this thing. Okay, th- you guys, am I allowed to live my life and then talk about it on the radio or not? That's my question. That's the question. That's the question that I wanted That's to ask. That's the whole question. Yes. Because here's the thing. Shit happens in these leagues. Okay, I'm sorry. Rich. Sorry, it's Rich. a family show. My bad. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> happens in these leagues, okay? <laughs> happens all the time in these leagues. It happens every in <laughs> day, okay? <laughs> and I have to talk about it because it's what I now do for a <laughs> in living. <laughs> you hear me, you <laughs> heads? <laughs> Getting pretty good at that, actually. Yeah, you're having a lot of fun over there. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> stuff happens, okay? Now, sometimes positive things happen. Remember when I was talking about the Little League and I was saying, oh, the, the kids, they score the runs and it's happy and we're all high-fiving. and Everyone gets pizza afterwards and there's a snack shack and there's a lot of positive stories, right? Tons. And And I don't ever hear any, but nobody ever, you know what, Nathan? Nobody ever comes up to me and says, hey, Brett, I heard a really positive story on one of your podcasts, and you really made <laughs> me feel good about myself and all that stuff, and congratulations, keep going. Nobody ever says that. Not what anybody's but here for. They only come up to me when I've been complaining about something, and then... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Listen, Katie, pr- producer Katie. Producer Katie, who sits here on every show, on every podcast that we do. Yeah. The morning show, the sports shows, the dad show. I know I complain on the shows, but that's part of having a conversation and like living life, right? You complain about things. Nathan complains about things. Constantly. Okay. So do you think, here's another question. I'm just asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that my I actually complain more than I don't, or is the complaining just louder and a bit more passionate, which is why it sticks out or something? Or maybe people just only focus on negative things, and maybe it's all you guys who are to blame, and maybe you're the pessimist. Why do you guys focus on the negative things I say? Focus on the positive things I say. <laughs> because you you're never the do ones. this. You never do this thing when you're being positive. <laughs> It's not nearly as fun to watch and listen to. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You, sir, have a shtick, and it oh. is whining and moaning, mm-hmm. and saying, far be it from me to blah, 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 And it works for you. And it works for you. You make it work. What? Listen to me, you. Listen. That's, that is complete. What you're saying is insane, though. No. Because, 
Oh, well, first of all, you haven't answered the question. Do you do you actually think I complain more than I don't? I think everyone complains more than they don't. And also, yes, I think you complain more than you don't. So yeah, but no, literally yes. I or think literally yes, yes, and also so does everyone. Right. Well, I'm asking, does everyone, or is that just what sticks out to us? Yes and yes. I don't know. See, this is the thing. If you ask me about myself, <laughs> which, which I agree with me. Here we go. I agree with me already. But <laughs> I think I'm. I I think that I'm generally actually a very positive person who's optimistic. I just get more upset when it doesn't go that way, and I'm probably louder about it. Yes, well, I also then, then wonder if you, you internalize yes, the good Nathan. a lot. Uh-huh. It's a it's a lot of. It's not necessarily, I would, I can't, it's, it's not that you're taking it for granted. It's just that it's a part of your life and your demeanor and your, your being when a positive thing happens. And, uh-huh. and should, I think it should sort of just be that way anyway. So you don't right. even need to comment on it because yeah, obviously that's good because it should be. Right. Okay. Exactly. But <laughs> then once fine. that, that sure. tweaks, then you have something to say about it. Well, also, but here's, <laughs> no, listen, I got a, I got a stupid <laughs> podcast to do. I understand. So, like, That's what I'm saying. You know, the other, listen, the other dads on the teams don't have a GD podcast to go do. And if they did, they'd probably be complaining about whatever's happening at flag football or, or Little League because it's, A, it's usually hilarious. Right. And B, it's something that happens to other people out there. No, they they would not be complaining in the same way that you do. Number one. What? F- listen to me. Number one, you're funny. They would not be complaining in a funny way. Ah, compliment. That's true. Uh, I like that. Thanks. Yeah, you start with a compliment. Thanks. See how you win them over? <laughs> yeah. Number two. Now stick it to him. Go. <laughs> you, you opened him up. You Go slapped ahead. the butter in there. Number two. Now finish it. You know how. Number two. <laughs> No! I'm so upset. <laughs> no, now see, here you go. This is the problem. Well, All right. We have we have to clear both. All right. Radioactive Dads, Adobe Radio. I'm Brett Davern. He's Nathan Kress. He's on iCarly, and I'm going to be on Tacoma FD sometime soon. Hey. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. But Nathan, I'm very upset. I'm first of all, I'm Tell not me why only you're upset not only in an entertaining way. <laughs> not only what we're talking about in the cold open, but then also, you guys, I've been playing with the same plastic fork. <laughs> I have been playing with the same plastic fork. At producer Katie's apartment studio, it came in some takeout bag who centuries ago. I don't even know. I've been playing with this plastic <laughs> fork for a while, like at least a month or more. Wow. And and it's all. I mean, you guys. Yeah. Got, the cold, first of all, we're okay. Not, hold on. You guys got to go to I, a Patreon for this. This is a Patreon, is a Patreon video. Thing. This is and this is not us trying to sell anything. This actually just happened. I just broke it. I just broke it. I just love that you, for go, one, go see I'm my so fork. proud of you for holding on to a plastic fork for a month, but also that you managed to make it look like the cold white hands of death. Dude, 
I've been I've been like picking out my little my hairs with it <laughs> over here. I've twisted it around. I, by the way, I was also very impressed by whatever new plastic Greta is making everyone use because it is bendy. Yeah. Like the new this because we're in California, so this has got to be some Greta plastic right now. Yeah, for uh, sure. Producer Katie, look up a uh, uh, carrot K A R. Oh, well, that's like AT. one of the bigger – they must just be using like tomato peels now to make it's their It's probably sport. something hippy-dippy, right? But, man, this stuff is bending all around. I was having so much fun with it. And then just during the theme song, I was bending it and it snapped right in half. Well, it's because Darn you it. got cut off from someone complimenting you, which is the <sighs> ultimate Brett Davern trigger. Darn it. No one was complimenting me. She was just about to come back he around and, hear... and pay you no, a compliment. And then boom, the theme song she was going to say, you snapped she, she was going to say, the thing rage. is, is that you, 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 the thing is, is, Brett, is that you just, you have to say it out loud. And so other people don't say it. And that's why everyone thinks that you're so negative because you're the, the one that says it out. The thing is, is that we're all thinking it's just that we're a lot smarter than you and we keep it in. So then people think that we're positive people, even though we're probably more negative than you are. And you're probably doing better because you get it all out and get it out in the open and get it off your chest, which is what everyone's telling everyone to do all the time. And I'm the only one who actually does it. And then I get beat up for it constantly by dads at Little League and flag football brought to you by the NFL Play 60. Hashtag. So, Katie, was that it? Yeah. Was that the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, no, he got that. He got that nailed down there. He already, he already knew. Dang it. Carrot forks are made from extra heavyweight polypolonate parentheses capital p capital p which provides optimum flexibility and break resistance Mm. so So your forks are made of pippy so i (laughs) i happen to find randomly through a takeout bag the one plastic fork that fork that fits me perfectly wow 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 should make a rom-com about it starring me and forky (laughs) <laughs> Toy Story Trash? 4 Oh uh, yeah That'd be kind of uh, weird Yeah That Toy Story 4 Wasn't so great Was it It was just mostly sad It wasn't very good uh, I think they got The animation so good That it became to, Like too human mm-hmm. And then a lot of it Was wrapping it up And making everybody Say goodbye to each other mm-hmm. So it was kind of Just sad Did I talk about Lightyear on this podcast Or a different podcast No not yet Oh yeah, you guys want me to ruin Lightyear for you? <laughs> see, that's that's the thing. Then everyone will come up to me and say, "Well, see, this is why." And well, I'll you go. You already know it. Yeah, but Katie, here's the thing. You got so I get beat up for telling you the truth all the time. Mm-hmm. Is that the problem? Well, I mean, I'm such a victim here, really. really? I really am, you guys. Everyone's just ragging. You can, then, you know, I give you a pass. Skip it. Don't let's get in. Let's get into flag football. You don't even have to do it. I'm not going to tell not you even... shit about flag football, dude. I'm trying to what? like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to live peacefully in that league, okay? Well, now I have. Well, it's all going great. (laughs) (laughs) Just put, just put a positive Brett Davern spin Uh, on it, and it'll be fine. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Um, Here's the problem with Toy Story (laughs) Four. Listen, I'm distracted. I'm sorry. It's that's what happens. He gets distracted easily. I do. It re- I do. The the Nathan, you hit it on the head, man. And it's the same problem with Lightyear. Okay, it it looks too good now. They've gone yeah. too far around. It's they've gone around the moon and they're sl- slingshotting back towards us. It's and they're off course. It's not right. Yeah. 
It, we're just it, we're one step away from mocap. It doesn't it. look well, but the thing is weird with Disney though. And listen, if they want to hire me, I'll work for them every day. I hear everybody right now like we're complaining about them. Careful, listen, Disney. I love you to death. Who doesn't? But here's the problem: they still look a bit Disneyfied, but then also too real. Yeah, so it's, it's weird. It's the uncanny Pixar Valley. It's, it's like, yeah, like my brain and my kids' brains and Disney, that's, trust me when I tell you, my kids, they don't get it. They don't understand. Yeah. When they watch Minions, your competitor, when they watch mm -hmm. Bad Guys, one of your competitors, when they watch Sing 2, one of your competitors, they get it. You know why? Because yeah. it looks like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. But it's 2022 and it looks like a really great cartoon. It mm -hmm. looks the animation is is beautiful. I mean, Into the Spider-Verse, one of your competitors. Or actually, no, that's Marvel. That's you guys. Yeah, oh, no, shit, they're That's in there. you guys. All right, fine. Good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the animation still looks animated, so it, mm -hmm. it, your brain isn't freaking out. Yeah. With this new Pixar stuff, it's like... And, and with Lightyear, it's even weirder because Lightyear is supposed to be a quote-unquote real guy in this one like a movie movie yeah like it's a yeah it's a well it's very confusing and that's the problem with Lightyear. it's it's the movie andy went to see it's the movie that the fictional andy went to see in theaters that's the thing right so as if those were real people well see that's what's you know? confusing did andy go see a cartoon or did andy go see a live action movie in that's what i don't understand andy's world Right, a live action, know. you know, as much as Andy looks live action. Right, it's very confusing. So, but they look more real than he did. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Andy because Andy kept looking more and more real as the movies went on. Right. Yeah. And you know yeah. what I think messed it up too. Or real, quote unquote, though. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. What also ruined it, I will say, the biggest, the single biggest problem mm -hmm. was the the Pixar face Snapchat filter. Because then you could take your oh, real face. You're, you're, oh, and then, you're right. And when everybody was posting everywhere, oh, this is what I look like as a Pixar character. And then you put it in front of your children because I know I needed to look, see what Rosie looked like yeah. as a Pixar character. It, I think it even reinforced that disassociation between yeah. animation and like a fake thing and your real face because it just gives you the big eyes and the perfect tone skin and like that, that face yeah. shape i i feel like there's some sort of disassociative thing that it's, that creates to be able to see a version of yourself that's like real but not real you know it's interesting i feel like we should have stopped at toy story 3 whatever that level of you just hate toy story 4 man no Jeez. i'm just saying i'm saying animation wise i mean i kind of i kind of oh, do yeah but i mean technology was, wise yeah. or like how good it was like whatever toy story 3 looks like just did like Guys, keep it there unless you're trying to make a realistic movie. Like, if you want to come out with some sort of whole adult, you know, Pixar, like, it looks super beautiful video game looking real movies, then do that. But it's confusing when Toy Story all of a sudden looks... Like, when the RC car in Toy Story looks more realistic than a real RC car, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it doesn't look like a toy anymore. But then right. when Andy comes into the room, he sort of still looks like a cartoon, but the best version of that cartoon right. is weird, man. And Lightyear was weird. Did you see yeah. it? Yeah, there was like, yeah, there, I, I totally see what you're saying. Like this kind of disconnect of what, what is it, what is it supposed to be? Yeah. What am, what, what's my frame of mind of what I'm supposed to think 
that this is. And I can only imagine that it was more uh, odd for the kids who like, you know, Rosie saw all of them all together. And I don't know, maybe if she caught the progression more easily because of that. Right. You know, versus versus over time experiencing animation as it happened from being very rudimentary in the mid 90s to how real it looks now. Like in Toy Story 4, I remember the first time I watched it. And it was that rain scene. Yeah, the first toy rescue the opening. And yeah. their little toy skin was glistening. Yeah. Like actually photo and real. It's, and it's beautiful. Light. I mean, I it's don't think gorgeous. either one of us are saying we don't think that it's gorgeous to look at no, or that it's, it's amazing what they can do with it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just don't know if it's appropriate for those movies. It just doesn't. It's like it's almost like because Toy Story in 1995 was the first full length feature computer animated movie. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like because of that, they feel the need to innovate then through that um, right. uh, franchise or like, yeah. uh, you know, um, property, you know? Yeah, and the it's bar like, was set each time. Yeah, so they're like, okay, well, we'll keep doing it with this. And and by the way, great, good for them, all that stuff. But I, I can tell you guys, and maybe Nathan agrees, if you want to ask my kids, they would rather watch Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 mm-hmm. every day of the week. They don't even... My kids... Pretend, my kids treat Toy Story 4 like I treat The Godfather 3. <laughs> like, I only bought the DVDs of 1 and 2. I didn't even buy... I just pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Sorry, Andy Garcia. I just... I, I can't... It's what it is. So... What can you do? And, and my kids do the same thing with Toy Story 4. I'm not kidding. They don't... We have it. They never watch it. They never mm-hmm. go to it on Disney+. Plus. They but, but Toy Story 1, 2, 3, they watch all the time. And then mm-hmm. this new Lightyear movie, we went and saw it in theaters, man. We got popcorn. We were we bought tickets. It was opening weekend, and they haven't talked about it since. Yeah. They just because and I think it's something to do with the animation. Right. And the and that Lightyear well, that was just confusing. There's music playing. We gotta take a music break, but okay. the, right. the um the that that dude, you saw it, right? Yeah. Does in it make way, sense to you? Best, here's the best analogy I can think of. In the way that yes, developing Nuclear weapons was an achievement. Should we have done it? Probably not. Perfect. That's the closest way that I can explain it. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, this is some band. This is some song. You'll love it. <laughs> We're going to be back to just read your emails on this episode of Reduction Dad because we got a lot of emails to get. Turn it up. Figure out who I'm supposed to be. One of them was slimed on Nickelodeon. The other one got dumped on MTV. Jake, we're over. Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio. Welcome back to Radioactive Dads, the only podcast with enough guts to take on Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. If you guys have emails to send, you can do that. Radioactivedads at gmail.com. And we will read them on the air. It just is that we need enough time. That's all. So keep Mm -hmm. sending them in. We will get to them eventually, (laughs) we promise. Um, The emailers are my favorite, Nathan. I love the emails. Every time an email comes in, I get excited to read it. And one of my favorite parts is keeping them secret from Nathan until I read them on the air. It's got to be a raw reaction, baby. <laughs> it's a joy of mine. You know, life is full of these simple little victories. You know, you got to take them where you can get them. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here we go. <clears throat> Hi, Nathan and Brett. <gasps> Hi. Comma. Oh, good. Um, then it says my names and then both names. Now, you mm-hmm. guys know that I read emails word for word, right? At this point. 
I mean, I'm aware. I, I mean, there's a thing probably on radio shows where you got to keep people's anonymity and all that kind of stuff, probably. Or like you watch out for people in that kind of way, or you go, hey, man, we got a global audience. Like the internet's a weird place. I don't know if you want us saying both your names, like that kind of thing. But at this point, I've been saying I read emails word for word for so long that you would think this person would know that. So what am I supposed to do here? I feel like no, no, it would be more fun to just blurt it out. But I don't know. I feel like this is one of those maybe that got under the radar somehow. I feel like in the interest of not doxing this person, this person should be named Myron Jenkins. <laughs> All right. The email continues like this. My name's Myron Jenkins. There it is. As a directing and as a directing student that graduates next month, I, I'm eager. E- oh, sorry. Oh man, sorry, Myron. <clears throat> oh. Let me take a sip of coffee. And uh, this one's not your fault. I just apparently can't read. We'll wait. Hi, Nathan and Brett. <laughs> there it is. My name's Myron <laughs> Jenkins. As a directing student that graduates next month. I'm eager for any wisdom and advice from people actively working in the industry. Well, Myron, get out. (laughs) Don't even. Just don't even try. Don't even bother, man. It's dead. It'll chew you up and spit you out, and all anybody wants is one season of a show and then leaves on a cliffhanger, and then it gets canceled, and that's all TV is anymore. Oh, my gosh. Actually, you know what? Uh, Silver lining here, Myron. That that's you're a directing student, so you're gonna be just fine. Mm, You'll be true. fine. Move to town. You'll have a long career, man. All you need to do is get that first TV directing gig, and then you'll direct TV for the rest of your life. Um, because one job just begets another job in that field usually, and then that see the above the line but behind the camera thing. The networking that still really works. I feel for sure. like. On that side mm-hmm. of things, the producing, the directing, the writing, getting into writers' rooms. I would tell mm-hmm. you right now, Myron, don't just be a director. Figure out how to be a writer, too, and start yeah. taking writing classes and screenwriting classes and episodic screenwriting classes and workshops and all of the above, especially with Zoom right now. You can probably sign up for a million of those online. And yep. even the bad ones, you'll get something good out of. So learn to write and call yourself a writer. And then get a pair of fake glasses. I don't know if you wear glasses or not already. If you do, make sure they're super stylish frames, something with like a mm-hmm. black a black outline, something that looks artsy, something that looks like you might carry a leather journal everywhere but, you go and you wear Clarks. Also, do you know you what go, Clarks are? <laughs> you might need to get some Clarks. Or you go really, really uh, quirky, stylish with them and do like fire engine red, really That's thick. true. If fire it, engine if red, it works so, something you. that people remember. Just when they see you. Look you know? up Jeffrey Dahmer. Make sure they're not those. Well, and then yeah. look up Mo Rocca. More like that. That's the perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty good advice. Um, so, um, and also, yeah, by the way, even if, you, and you're, even if you're out there saying, well, I don't wear glasses. No, you do now. You're a writer and director in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you go into meetings, you can wear them. You can even take them off if you want. You can find a poignant place to take them off. Better yet, if you take them off in the pitch meeting and chew on them. That's what bit. I was just going to say. A little take bit. your glasses off and chew on them. Yeah, but that not is... in a gross way. Be careful. And not yeah, in a seductive can... way. Be careful. No. This is Hollywood, after all. You don't want to get right. canceled before you get a job. Teeth only. Watch out. 
but it's got to be just like right at the front. Like if you watch that Bill Gates mm. documentary, how he chews on his glasses while he's reading, just study that. Let chew, me, chew your glasses like Bill Gates does, and it'll take you far in the world. Let me do it with my broken plastic fork that's been going through my hands for the last month. The one that's made of pee pee. <laughs> no, that's just tapping your teeth. Mm. You gotta get a little bit of a chew in. Oh there. yeah, a little, off a to little the side, bite. A, off to the side, a little bit. Right there, no. right there. That's it. You know, that's a great. And then, and then also the thing with glasses when you're trying to be a writer, director in Hollywood, producer. By the way, producer, make sure Myron that you put yourself on as a producer on all your stuff. Because mm-hmm. you want to get that credit also. By the way, writer, director, producer, you get paid three times. And if you figure right. out how to act, too, you get paid four times. Mm-hmm. So put that in your back pocket, too. Take some acting classes. As a director, it'll come in handy also. For sure. Um, so not only bite on your glasses. All the way, By the way, this is all stellar advice on how to make it into Hollywood. It's you not even a bit at all. Um, yes. Get the glasses. Do the bite thing. Then also with the glasses, you can gesture with them. You can right. use, but don't be a yep. dick about it. Sorry, don't be a, oh, wrong button. Don't Gosh. be a pee-pee. Sorry, don't be a about it, but you can gesture with it as as an old man does with a, a tobacco pipe, you know? Right. Just sort what of whatever's do, on the, the whiteboard, you're like, mm. the um The key with that to not overdo it is never do it to the point that you're locking your elbow. Never Ooh, yeah, no. point yeah, that's bad. The, the prong of the glasses like at a person. It's got to be that they're just here, kinda, you're crooked, and you just kind of yeah, uh, like, like just toss toss it out there. Just yeah. toss the glasses and you out can there. Sort of, like, a, like, a, like a fishing pole. You could do this thing too where you kind of like wheel it around a little bit while you're thinking of an idea. See, you, that's like, risky though because then depending on your face, you look like you're kind of like wheeling and dealing. You well, know? but you that's, be, hey, come on now. This is Hollywood, baby. We're selling right, over here. Right, but you can't be smarmy. You can't be no, smart anymore. No, you don't want to be smart. That me, but was the '90s. Always be selling, though, and that's what we're doing around here. We're selling, so you, you know, you're maybe pontificating a bit, you know. But here's what you never do: don't point at anyone. You mm. can't point your glasses at anyone. That's that's that'll be that's accusatory. Death. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Right. So that's all good advice. But then <laughs> the email continues. It's all great advice. <laughs> that's all really good advice. Uh, the email continues. When I'm on set, communication with actors is key. Having experiences both, uh, having, oop, now I'm reading word for word, Myron. Mm, Got one. Having experiences both an actor and director, what advice can you give me to best work with an actor through a scene, question mark, both to make them feel comfortable to perform and how to work through parts of the scene they may be struggling with. Uh, to get right, thanks, Ben. Oops. <laughs> ben, well, Ben, my, 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 Ben. Oh, Myron, Ben. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I think I'm going to agree with me that taking an acting class and taking some acting classes would be beneficial for you as a director because you're saying yes. you want to obviously know how to communicate with actors so why not just put yourself right in there and don't tell anyone in the acting class that you're trying to become a director just you're you're an actor you're there to be an actor just go mm-hmm. through it figure it out and also you'll get a lot out of it and you'll know what we go through a bit but if i'm going to give you my little piece of advice right off the bat with this question specifically remember that there is no right way to do a scene at all so if the actor's struggling to get it right just remember that 
There's no such thing as right. We're just trying to right. recreate a real moment here, right? Maybe so, your perception of how it's supposed to be performed is incorrect, true. Mr. Director. And also, you're the person who hired that actor, so why don't you go ahead yeah, and look in the fault. mirror there, buddy? If that person is not... <laughs> all of it, if the scene doesn't go right, it is all your fault. Yeah, I mean, saying. take it from two actors. <laughs> it's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame us for anything. <laughs> no, um... I think, look, <laughs> actors, you know, and this might be changing. Nathan directs all the time, so I'm I'm excited to hear, Nathan, your answer to this. But I'd, I'd say just quickly for me, like, I don't like a line reading. You know, you hear that all the time. Like, actors don't want to be told how to say a line or like, hey, try it like this. How are you? You know, because it's just like then it feels like you're just mimicking something and it doesn't feel authentic so i'd say the way that i feel comfortable is just like the pace on set the mood on set like create kind of you know the director creates the whole environment really Mm -hmm. and like the more of an environment that you can create that's like chill and you know more quiet and like people aren't just rushing around everywhere which is going to be so hard at the beginning of directing anything Mm -hmm. because your budgets will be low and all of that kind of stuff but that's the thing if you can even persevere through like the the sort of onset you know um circumstances that you'll be working with especially through this especially at the beginning like your your actors will feel comfortable and you'll know how to talk to them and you'll be able to establish a rapport in which it'll all work itself out i think you know yeah and also like just be yourself you know they're there trying to do their performance don't worry about the right way to talk to an actor or be intimidated because you might not speak the same language like go take that class and then also just be yourself and communicate with people look people in the eye and tell them what you need because as an actor we want to be able to please you as well so just tell tell us what you Mm -hmm. want you know yeah yeah um but a lot of a lot of genuinely like really good stuff in that and i i concur with all of it um, I think like Brett said, the best thing that I could recommend would be doing acting classes to not only learn some of the um, <clears throat> the terminology that actors are being taught in acting classes, mm-hmm. like inner monologue and and thing, things that an acting teacher is telling them to be thinking about so right. that you can use some of those keywords for the actor. And it's something that they identify with and recognize and can... You're, when you speak the same lingo, it's a lot. It's a lot easier. Sure. Um, and I can always tell when I'm dealing with a director who has acting experience versus one that's very technical and knows a ton about lenses and cameras but can't communicate to the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, to to your point, I will say after working with a lot of different actors, and especially this has to do a lot with age <laughs> of the actors. Some actors prefer a line reading. Um, yeah. And like as the young ones, especially, they don't know what they're doing half the time. They're learning as they go. So they well, literally that's need to true be coached. With kids. You know? That's true. That's so true. so it depends certain people. And there's a lot of the time, especially I think with comedy writing, it's a little bit more acceptable to get a line reading, not necessarily exact, but with certain intonations and things, because when they wrote it a certain way, a little inflection change is the difference between it being a joke and not. Well, but so, oh, wait, wait, hold on. I'm going to argue with you one second, though. Or wait, can I just add something to that, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me ask you if you agree with this. I, In my experience, it, seasoned and experienced actors, um, they're going to try it the way that they want to try it or whatever, right? Uh-huh. But I've seen, because, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I've been on a set and watched at what you're talking about, where it's like, even me on the side, I'm like, ooh, I can tell that like they're not really getting that joke or yeah. whatever it is, right? Uh-huh. The actor, I mean. And I've seen, but but the experienced actors, 
when they can tell that and they can feel that. And I've seen the experienced actors look at the director and go, just do it. Just do it for me. Tell me. What is it? Yeah. So uh-huh. usually they'll tell you when they want you to get the When they're ready. ready. Right. When, they, yeah. when they're like, yeah, I'm not getting it. Just say it. How do you want me to say it? Say it. So right. I've seen that before too. So that's right. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the other, that's the other part. Every actor is different. Yeah. Some people are much more open to just saying like, just let, let me save you three takes. Tell me what you want, <laughs> you know? And, and some are like, let me find it. And if it doesn't work, then we do it. And right. some would say, don't tell me ever. ever yeah. I, I don't care if it's not, I'm going to say it how I want to say it. So every actor is different and it doesn't hurt at the beginning of a project to feel that out and have a conversation and, talk and about say it, what's yeah. your style mm-hmm. you know what do you what do you prefer because it'll save you a lot of trouble and it saves you from a really awkward moment when you have a very experienced seasoned actor who chews you out for accidentally giving a line reading oh totally. and then they call you out in the middle of everybody the cast crew producers people who you want to hire you in the future <laughs> like i've seen i've seen directors do that where the 75 year old goes don't you dare right you know and you don't want to be in that in that scenario and i'm sitting here like at the other end of the table going oh 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 Uh -oh. no so um so i've seen i've seen every version of that happen and there's other ways there's other ways to mitigate that one of those is to engage the writer because they're the ones who put the pen to paper and had it in their mind how they wanted it to hear and the writer can be your best friend to go in with you and and work it out together to be able to not quite give a line reading, but for them to explain, this yeah. is kind of how I th- envision this, you know? And so sometimes they have a better way of explaining it than you do. So you, you, you're you not totally on an island. There are other people, even producers, who if they're creative minded, they might have something something to say. So, you know, in, enlist the help of other people. That was a big thing that I had to learn to do at the beginning is, you know, when you're a director, yeah, a lot of it falls to you, but everyone's there to try to make as good of a project as possible. And mm-hmm. when I found when I try to make it as collaborative as I can and involve the actors involved, even I've had pitches from uh, prop masters that when, when they know that I want to listen to what everybody has to say, they've done pitches that, that work and look funny. really good. Yeah, and it, ma- yeah. it makes mm-hmm. people feel like they're all working as a team to want to do this thing collectively. And it, it engages everybody and they don't yeah. just sit there passively going, Oh, well, the director is going to do whatever they want to do. So what's the point? Well, that's, that's you something know? I was going to say is like, uh, and we're run, quickly running out of time on this episode, by the way, but, um, uh, <laughs> that's a programming note for my co-host live <laughs> on the air, but, um, Sorry. no, 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 dude, you're totally fine. And I'm, I, I'm just saying that, uh, unfortunately we have to wrap it up soon, but, um, the, uh, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, keep in mind, too, like, I know you're the director or, or even maybe you've written now and, and you're the writer, director or, and producing. And this is your project and your your thing and all this stuff. And you have this vision for how you want that scene to go. And you already visualized the scene and exactly what was going to happen and all that. But keep in mind that, like, sometimes the best shit that happens is stuff you haven't thought of. And, mm-hmm. like, be prepared to, like someone else might do it a way that you've never you couldn't even imagine and you won't even know is the right choice until you get in the editing room you know but like so don't like don't be so precious either with like what's gotta be this certain way like i mean people can really surprise you and you know you never really know that's the beauty of art right you never really know what you're gonna get yep absolutely and final thing respect everyone yeah for one because you never know who you're gonna work with again no matter what department it is whether it's crafty 
or or anybody else respect everybody treat yep. everybody kindly because you should just do that anyway it's not just about you and your future jobs it just makes the environment on set so much better when everyone feels valued and appreciated and people want to go to work if they know that it's your directing week yeah. when when people like that's one of my favorite things to hear is when a, a grip or an electrician will always say, ah, oh, I love it when it's your directing week, you know, because it's fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when, when, and especially when. That's what I was saying about that, like creating a mood. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's all about the mood and being positive and uplifting. And also uh, as far as the acting classes and stuff go, if it helps you to be better at acting, like you have a plan and that you're calm and composed, even when you're not, <laughs> mm. that's a very valuable thing. Yeah. One of my, my eight, my first AD on one of my first weeks told me is like one of the most valuable things I can tell you is whether you are this or not, act like the person with the plan. Yeah, you got to be calm. Who knows what's going on because as soon as the director looks like a a ship that is adrift, everyone loses confidence. Yeah. And everyone just knows there is no leadership, there is no plan, and this is all falling apart. Even if you have no idea what to do, don't let anybody <laughs> think that that is the case yeah, because the that is when you will you will lose the you will lose the crew, you will mm-hmm. lose the cast. Um, if you even act like you don't have a plan and it just involves a lot of winging it sometimes. This is and some more a smile on it. This is some more music. Turn it up. We'll be line. right back. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up, churning and burning. They yearn for the cup. You're listening to Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio. All right. So when I said we were out of time, we we're totally out of time. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, not kidding like we're like actually out of time like this third segment like we're out, we're out of time man we're out of time well so That's i it. blame myron because uh, myron yeah. had to ask an excellent question yeah man with a, a lot of detail and nuance and he <laughs> asked people who like to pontificate true true That's right. and true. uh who can't shut up at all these things are so all true we it's not our fault it's myron's oh, fault My you p- should ask Simple questions like, what is your favorite color? Dude, my, okay, now my pen that I fiddle with. Now my what are you pen, doing over okay, there? Now my pen is in pieces that I fiddle with every week. Are you having some kind <sighs> of extreme I don't know, I'm destroying everything over here. You just push too hard on <sighs> your, your, your fidget devices? Jeez. Oh my gosh, man, I'm leaning too hard on everything these days. I need to get you a piece of rebar. <laughs> and then you can just fidget with that all you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your email, Ben. This is, by the way, this is why we never get through any emails. I said exclusively emails on this episode, and we read one. We read? There was two, right? No. Or was it just the one? Oh, wow. No, there's one. Well, you're the one who started getting into, we were supposed to do emails, and then you're like, you know what's wrong with Pixar? No, it's your fault. (laughs) No, it's your fault. (laughs) No, it's your fault. It's Myron's fault. Somewhere, Let's just agree it's Myron's fault. Somewhere there is a person. Somewhere there's a person who actually is like, who laughed at that. <laughs> there's a person who like cracked up and like had a sense memory of being like a sophomore in high school and like doing Into the Woods and like is just giggling. <laughs> it's probably me. It's probably. Yeah. You're the only one. Good for you. <laughs> it kinda Don't worked. do it again. It kind of looped around. It kind of worked. <laughs> <laughs> Some on-the-fly editing. 
It's going to be a 10-minute wrap-up. <laughs> Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio, everybody. Um, the email address is radioactivedads at gmail.com. We're on social media at Radioactive Dads. We also have Patreon, Radioactive Dads, and uh, merch. Merch store. Hoodies, yeah, T-shirts, so much merch. hats. It's comfy, too. I wear my stuff all the time. It's Hollywood. We're selling, baby. We're open for business. Uh, show your pride in this here podcast by checking out a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or something like that. There's a promo code. Rad fans. Rad fam. You think fam? That was fans. Rad fans? Yeah, it's fans, dude. Dude, we should just change it to just rad. Oh, wait, hold on. Don't you dare do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Go out like that. You said we were out of time. You could have just said goodbye. And but no. Now we're here for another minute and a half. Who's complaining now? Hear that? See, I'm being Mr. Positive, Mr. Fun Dad, Mr. Having Fun in the in the backseat of the car with the kids on the road trip, dancing and being silly. And your other dad, your other dad's up there complaining. But who gets yelled at for complaining all the time? I'm only complaining because you yelled at me for taking too long to answer the question, and now you are being a hypocrite. Oh, so it's my fault that you're yelling. Oh, it's my fault. No, it's my fault. It's Myron's fault, but I can't talk to Myron. You're the one that I'm looking at and talking to. (laughs) We love all of you. Especially Myron. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Welp, that covers it for this week on Radioactive Dads. Nathan and Brett will be back next week with a brand new episode. Streaming on adobe.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.